This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That scene from The Wire last night, Stringer Bell, one of his best lines ever, I want you to put the word out. I want you to put the word out there that we back up. That's what I was feeling about the Washington Commanders yesterday. Are we just a change of ownership away from being a successful franchise? I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan. So we will get into Chiefs-Eagles during the 11 o'clock hour. On my show yesterday in Richmond, I had Soren Petro, a Chiefs reporter, and Chris McPherson, an Eagles reporter on the show. So went behind uh, enemy lines for both teams there to find out the game plan for the big game tomorrow. So we'll discuss that during the 11 o'clock hour. If you're just waking up right now and getting into your car, good morning. First off, thank you. Thank you for joining me and making me a part of your morning commute. And second, let's take a listen to the full comments one more time made by Sean Payton on Adam Sheen's show yesterday. Take a listen. For me, it was looking it was looking really closely at, at, at these teams. And then there was a, you know, there, everyone's waiting to see what happens in Washington. And there, there was some interest from some potential ownership groups that are going to be bidding on, that currently a bid on that team that we're getting ahead of the game saying, wow. hey, you know, if we get awarded this team, would you? And, and so there were a lot of different things at play. That's interesting. Right? And, and that's a place that's had great tradition. Like when I came into the league, Adam, my first two years were Philly. Of course, yeah. My next four years were New York so Giants. So you know all about that. And then my next three were the Cowboys. That My whole entire NFL career – prior to New Orleans was NFC, NFC East. And what happened to that program? Was that one that made you think a little bit? Listen, that place, my uncle loved the Washington franchise. Last year, we go there to play. And I'm pregame, I'm looking up in the crowd. A third of the fans are Saints fans. And I'm like, what happened to this place? Yeah. That was one of the sad. six that was one of the six pillars. They used to fight for tickets in divorces. I mean, for there's a fifty year wait list <sighs> to get tickets. It's that sad. Was, that was a special place. It was. So it'll come back. I hope so. I hope it comes back. It was a special place at one time. And I was the season ticket holder for the team for fifteen years. My dad had enough. I think the last game 
uh, the final straw was watching Alex Smith break his leg. I know that has nothing to do with Dan Snyder, but that was it for us. That was probably, that was the end. That was the final season. Uh, that we, after that, we gave up our season tickets. Phone lines are open, one 800 636 1067. What did you make of the comments there by Sean Payton, who is the newly hired head coach of the Denver Broncos? But I thought it was really interesting that potential ownership groups are reaching out to him, right? We already have a head coach here with Ron Rivera. They don't care. We The vacancy is OC. They were not reaching out to Sean Payton about OC. They were reaching out to him because they were interested in chopping off Ron Rivera, snuffing his torch as soon as the sale is finalized. Phone lines are open. 1-800-636-1067. Let's go to Connor in Gaithersburg. Connor, what's up, buddy? You're on the fan with Adam Epstein. How's it going, man? Uh, so, I mean, I've been listening to you. I, I definitely agree with you on, uh, you know, new new uh, coach, new ownership, and a new quarterback. But I, I think, like, you know, to have it done this year is a little, is a little aggressive. Like, I, I'm cool with, you know, us, whether it be new ownership this year – I don't know that we need to go out and get a new quarterback and, and get a new coach this year. If we hang out with Sam Howell, we haven't really given him a chance yet, and I think, you know, give it, give him a good sh- shot to prove himself, you know, whether it be new ownership in and, and and an existing system. And uh, if it doesn't go well, then, then next year, that would be the t- – I, I would say that would be the time to make that big change. But, right. But, Connor, Connor, uh, do you think – do you think that Ron Rivera could just ruin Sam Howell, right? If he doesn't put any, an emphasis on the on the offensive line and he hires an offense coordinator that likes to run the football, they could ruin Sam Howell. Definitely. I definitely think that's possible. I mean, I think we – I mean, we saw it this year with, you know, his – we had a bad – this year was just – I was at that game, at that Browns game, and that was probably the most sad coaching – performance I've ever seen yeah. as a as a commander fan in my time and it's definitely time for him to go but I think as a as a new owner coming in you know if it's if it's as bad as we are as, as we're all saying it is then then we're gonna have a bad team next year and then we end up with a good draft pick and then the new owner ends up with a with a you know a top draft pick to start his franchise off with which I think as a new owner is what you'd be looking for Connor how long you've been going to commanders games for uh, you broke up there for. You said how, how long, long have I been? What? How long you been going to games for? Uh, I'm 23, so I've been going to games for probably about 20 years. So you're say. like you're like me. You've never seen this team have any postseason success. When you heard those comments, we could have had Sean Payton. We could have had a Super Bowl winning head coach. Are you disappointed that that's not going to happen? Um, to be honest with you, no. Uh, not, not. I, I'm not. I, I didn't go into this off season expecting that we were going to make some big headlines. You know, pulling like who who would want to come? I mean, offensive coordinator. I like Bieniemy. I think that's a great opportunity for him if he could turn this offense around. That turns into a great opportunity for him to be a head coach. And you know, we have the weapons. We don't have the quarterback. Maybe Sam Howell's the guy. Maybe he's not. But I think I think we should be looking more for a headliner uh, offensive coordinator than a head coach that maybe could transition into a head coaching role. Yeah, no, I appreciate the call, and I agree with you there. But here's what I would say is that, like I'm saying, Ron Rivera, I think Ron Rivera could ruin Sam Howell. I think Sean Payton could have come in here and turned Sam Howell into a superstar. 
right? Sean Payton, a lot of people call him the quarterback whisperer. And, you know, he, he really only had success with Drew Brees, but then he did have one success, one, uh, one season of, of success with Jameis Winston. And, you know, the reason he took the Broncos' job, the reason he took that job is because he believes he can get something out of Russell Wilson, right? That's what, I mean, that's what it really came down to, is that Sean Payton was reached out to by potential owners, right? And he, and he obviously had interest in the Washington job, right? He doesn't speak about this and open his fat mouth if he doesn't have a little bit of interest, right? Like he said, he has an uncle that was a, a diehard fan of this team. So, of course, he has a little bit of interest. But you could have had Sean Payton. You could have had this guy. And there's a chance that he could have come in here and made Sam Howell very successful. And I think that's very important. You have to have a great marriage of quarterback and head coach in this league to be successful. You just do. 1-800-636-1067. 1-800-636-1067. Let's go to David in Falls Church. David, you're on the fan. What's up, buddy? Uh, hi. Uh, good morning. I just wanted to uh, chime in for a second um, and tell you that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, I'm originally from Phoenix, was born and raised a Suns fan, and I think we all probably read and saw the news about Ishbia coming in taking over the franchise and making a big splash with Kevin Durant. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, of uh, down, depressed feelings about this franchise and what could be uh, better for them. And I just want to give everybody a little bit of hope. Um, one, one new owner and one uh, shift in uh, perception and how things are, are done in an organization can change everything. And uh, I just didn't want to uh, be all doom and gloom. I wanted to give fans yeah. a little bit of hope because well, it can David, happen. Let me ask you a question, David. All right, because you made a great point that, that and everyone read the story yesterday, right? Uh, Matt Ashiba takes over uh, for the Phoenix Suns. Starts Wednesday at 11 a.m. By Wednesday at 11 p.m., he had Kevin Durant. All right, that tells me that he was on the phone with NBA owners and and, and trying to look at trying to make a move. On the trade deadline before he took charge of ownership, right? So I think it's you could kind of compare that to maybe Josh Harris, whoever was calling Sean Payton, right? They, these guys that are going to make a potential bid, they're working behind the scenes already as if they do own this franchise. Do you agree with that? That the Phoenix Suns owner, the only reason he was able to make that big of a splash on the first day is because he started weeks before that. I absolutely agree with that 100%. Um, there's so much that must be going on behind the scenes that us as outsiders and fans never get to hear about. And I'm sure these guys are under a lot of, of uh, non-disclosure agreements and, and privacy laws and things like that that they have to abide by. I just feel like there's got to be uh, some conversations going on. And Sean Payton and the commanders and, and that news, I think it's just scratching the surface. I'm sure that there's a lot more that we never even heard about. Hey, David, good call, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for chiming in. 1-800-636-1067. Mitch, Scott, Frank, John, Alan, I see you guys on the line. We'll get to you next segment. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Good morning, DMV. <clears throat> Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan. You can get in touch with me throughout the show on social media at AWOD Radio, or you could always call me 1-800-636-1067. Caitlin will get you on the line, and you can let me know your comments on Sean Payton's comments. And I actually want to pay, play the Sean Payton cut one more time here because I just think it's so telling, right? I, I think the biggest thing from this 
comment from Sean Payton is, it's a peek into the window of how the sale of the franchise is going down. You know, we haven't heard much in the last few weeks here, right? Everything's, everyone's told me March 26th, circle that on your date on your calendar as hopefully the last day of the Dan Snyder era, or should I say era, here in D.C., but I think it's a peek into the window of how the sale of the franchise is going down. Let's take a listen one more time to Sean Payton. For me, it was looking it was looking really closely at, at, at these teams, and then there was a, you know, there everyone's waiting to see what happens in Washington, and there there was some interest from some potential ownership groups that are going to be bidding on that currently a bid on that team that were getting ahead of the game, saying, wow. "Hey, you know, if we get awarded this team, would you?" And and so. There were a lot of different things at play. That's interesting. And and that's a place that's had great tradition. Uh, So another thing that just came to me is the quote of, if they get awarded this team, right? So these potential bidders are all putting in 5 million, you know, 5 billion, 6.1 billion, 6.2 billion, and they're making moves behind the scenes in case they find out that their bid is good enough and they are awarded the team. Now, I think a lot of the bidders are thinking in the back of their mind, "Uh uh-oh, I can't outbid Bezos. If he wants this, he's got it, right? Amazon's founder. But it's a peek into the window of the how the sale of the franchise is going down. They've already made their first bids. You got another round of bids coming in just a few weeks here. Could that be the final bid? Or will there be another bid after that? Will we get up to the seven billion that Dan Snyder wants? But after listening to Sean Payton, got a little bit of a peek into the window of how the sale of the franchise is going down here and You could have had Sean Payton. Are you disappointed about that? Do you think Ron Rivera's job is on the hot seat like I do? 1-800-636-1067. Let's go to Frank in Silver Spring. Frank, you're on the fan with Adam Epstein. What's up, buddy? Hey, I was never super excited about Ron to begin with. I thought his time in Carolina was, I mean, yes, he made the Super Bowl, but it it was just the the way it ended was sort of weird. Like the last season's record was strange. Um, And also... Frankly, just anybody with Dan Snyder as the owner, like if the second coming of Joe Gibbs didn't do it, like <laughs> no, there's just no way that anybody could be successful with yeah. him as the owner, to be honest. So I, I just I, I know a lot of, you know, some of the, the weekday guys were really excited when he came in. And, and I just like I, I lived here a long time <laughs> and I, I just, there was I was just like. There's nothing to get excited about as yeah. long as Snyder's here. So. No, so I, I'm with you on his time in Carolina. I, I think it's way overhyped. Uh, but what have you been thinking about what he's done in Washington here in three years? Do you agree with me? The time management issues, the challenge issues, the evaluating talent issues. Started the the quarter tra- trading all trading for Wentz. Let alone what happened when, once he got here, but all the, mortgaging the future for Wentz made no sense at all. Like. It may, it may it might have made sense to take a flyer on him, but but what the assets they gave away for him, it, it's just insane. Like, wh- why would you do that? Right. And then the time management, not knowing that they were could get eliminated, it just. Uh, anyway, um, thanks for taking my call. But <laughs> I, I feel you on the frustration, man. I feel you on the frustration. I mean, he, he I could tell Frank's a little older than I am, and I'm frustrated. I've been here. 30 years rooting for this team, and I'm frustrated. If you've been here rooting for this team for 40 years, you're probably even more frustrated than me. I just love how you could hear the frustration in his voice, though. And he's right. Anybody working with Snyder, uh, you pretty much have a slim to none chance of having any success. But 
Uh, here's what I will say from his comments there. A good organization. Like, Ron Rivera, if he was an excellent head coach and a great football mind, he would have known to come in next season, last season, with Taylor Heineke as the starting quarterback, with Sam Howell as the backup, and use the $28 million that went to Wentz for offensive line and for her running back and another tight end because Logan Thomas is getting older and older and not having the impact that he had. And a, and a, and a middle linebacker, right? Bobby Wagner was out there. Or uh, Von Miller's an edge rusher, but he got signed by the Bills. All these guys were out there, and we put $28 million to this big ginger, and I'm a ginger so I can say that, but he did nothing but throw lame duck passes all over the field, overthrow people, take a million bajillion sacks. I mean, he was a statue in the pocket. And all of that blame should rightfully so go on Ron Rivera. Why? Because Ron Rivera's coming out and telling the media, it wasn't Dan Snyder's decision. He said, I watched the damn tape. He said, I did. I watched the film. I read up on his statistics. I thought he was going to be the guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> Hello? You got to uh, attach your wagon to that horse, right? And ride out of town, Ron Rivera, because that was a terrible decision. And then double downing on it, doubling down on it, and going back to him for the Browns game? I'll never forgive you for that. Never! Let's go to Scott in Silver Spring. Scott, you're on the fan. What's up, buddy? Hey, hey, well, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. So, with what you and Frank just said, you know, no one's going to have success under Dan Snyder. What I hope to see is the new owner comes in, takes everything except the coaching responsibilities from Ron Rivera, gets a good football GM in here, and then they evaluate Ron Rivera. And I'm not happy with Ron Rivera. Don't, don't, but I just don't want to see someone come in and clean house because then I'm going to feel like, oh, we got another Dan Snyder or Jerry Jones. I, got, I don't want an owner making football decisions. I want him to hire a good GM. Yeah. And then, from there. No, I would agree. I would no, I'd agree with that completely. But you know, if if I do want a new owner to come in here and have a pulse on the fan base, right, and understand the direction of the franchise, is not going north with Ron Rivera. It's going south. I don't want the new owner to make decisions based on what the fan base says. I, I want the new owner to to have a, a good football person in that that is a good football person and makes good decisions, and then. The, the fan base is, you know, happiness will go from there. Yeah. Well, that, how, about, that's what I, how about Sean Payton? Are you disappointed hearing that audio there that Sean Payton was contacted, contacted by potential bidders, but instead chose the Broncos job? That made me sick. But, I mean, that's where <laughs> we are. But, but that's, that's Dan Snyder. Yeah. That, that, that's where we are. I'm 54, so my, my the whole first 23 years of my life, I was spoiled with this team, yep. and now I've been living in hell. <laughs> hey, I'm right there with you, buddy. I'm right there All with right. you. All right, thanks for the call. Phone lines are open. 1-800-636-1067. It's AWOD with you here on a Saturday morning. Uh, let's go to my guy Mitch in Jersey. Mitch, I always appreciate you listening to the show. What's your opinion on this? How you doing, Adam? Good. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Uh, nice problem. Well, this commissioner, you just show that he's weak. I mean, it's, uh, Snyder is no better than Sterling. I mean, pretty much they come from the same, you know, rich and, uh, you know, between the heads, you, you don't know, but they should be out. They should be forced to sell. If it's uh, the Amazon guy, all, all to it. I want to see how I'll get the job. Maybe drive a quarterback and move around. Kind of have the RG3 uh, Cousins uh, situation again, which would be pretty nice, right? Not bad. 
Um, and I think uh, Mr. Payton there, I mean, he has a Hall of Fame quarterback already. Russell is going to Hall of Fame. Yeah, and so that's, like, and that's why. I, that. Yeah, I think that's why he didn't take the job, Mitch. I mean, I mean, you know, I had somebody tweet me that um, earlier today. It was Daryl. He said. What has what no one has discussed yet is why did Peyton choose not to come? If multiple groups reached out, what does it say about the sales process that he rejected that opportunity to run with the entire franchise? And I think it's because Sean Peyton believes he can turn around Russell Wilson quicker than he can turn Sam Howell into a contender. And I think I think it 100% came down to the quarterback. That's what I think. And, and, you know, maybe you could argue that Sean Payton looked at both rosters, right? I mean, he's a smart guy, been in the NFL a long time. Maybe he looked at the both rosters there, and he saw the potential of the defense for the Denver Broncos. I mean, they were top five a year and a half ago, right? And he saw the weapons around Russell Wilson, right? Uh, Jerry Judy and all those other guys. And he said, hey, I'm going with Denver. I'm going with a team that I think I can turn her into a winning franchise first. All right, let's go back to the phone lines real quick. We've got Matthew Paris coming up at two, uh, 10.30 here, but let's go to Eric real quick. Eric, you're on the fan with Adam Epstein. What's up, buddy? Okay, so you just answered my question just now. Um, you just talking about how Von Miller's and Bobby Wagner's didn't come here. And just like Sean Payton didn't come here, he knew he had a better thing in Denver. Those players, why would Von Miller come here? The, the, the Reds, I mean, Commanders had no chance that, of making a Super Bowl. Buffalo had a better chance. Bobby Wagner, he's from L.A. He got to play against um, the Seahawks twice. Why would he come all the way across the country to come play here? Like, you got a lot of times people say, why we don't go get those players? Well, you got to understand, those players also want to have to want to commit and come play for us. And right now, this organization isn't an organization that players are, are trying to – Get to. No, I get that. I get that. But we spent $28 million on Carson Wentz. And maybe we wouldn't have gotten the big names that I threw out there, but we could have gotten the second tier guys. I mean, they would have been better than starting this year with Jamin Davis and Cole Holcomb. I'm with you on that one. I mean, mean, the Carson Wentz. But here's the thing if the Carson Wentz thing did work, we're happy. You know what I'm saying? It was. It, it's, it's like gambling. It, he took a shot and it didn't work. I mean, the man's name is Riverboat Ron. He <laughs> took a shot and it didn't work. You know what I'm saying? Like Carson Wentz is is, is a shell of himself. Yeah. I mean, he he's done. He is done, and he knows he's done. And going to him in the Cleveland game, unbelievable. Like any other coach would have been ran out of town by now. So do any you think? So do you think? So do you think it would be unfair for a new ownership? group to come in here and immediately fire Ron Rivera. No, because Ron knows that he's run his course. I mean, th- th- they want to bring their own They want to bring their own people in. They're going to bring their own GM in, hopefully, you know, because, the, look, this organization, like, you see all these other organizations around the league stepping up, doing things. I mean, we're talking about the Bengals almost making to the Super Bowl back-to-back season. Right. The Bengals. <laughs> and here, you know, and it's like, and, and look, I say trade Chase Young, get what you can get for him because it's it's done. He's not. I don't even know if we, the guy wants to play football anymore. It's like it's over for him. Like, I agree. my opinion, I think it's over for him. The knee injury, and he wasn't fooling anybody on the line. Like his moves, he had his his moves wasn't his rookie season was a was a hell of a season. But after that, it's like okay, what have you done for us? I'm with I you. I say keep I'm keep with you. pain. Whatever you do, try to keep paying and let's sweat. You can get edge rushes. You can get edge rushes. You know what I'm saying? Just coming out, 
I mean, start with the defense, but I say like you just said, go get some tackles to protect the quarterback. If you have Howell out there, go get some tackles to protect him. Yep. Eric, I appreciate the call, man. We're up against it, man. Thanks so much for chiming in. You are a new member of the AWOD Army. If you want to chime in throughout the show, 1-800-636-1067, or you can tweet me at AWOD Radio. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. AWOD Radio. Here on DC Sports Radio 1067, The Fan. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL. Why? Because BetQL analyzes every game to find you the most profitable betting opportunities. You can get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. Joining us on the BetQL guest hotline right now is Matthew Paris. What's going on, Bulldog? Oh, how's it going? Going pretty well. Matt covers the commanders for the Washington Times. Uh, So why do you think, let's get right into it. We've been talking about the Sean Payton comments all morning here. Why do you think Sean Payton ended up in Denver, taking the Denver head coaching job, when he just told SiriusXM that multiple potential ownership groups reached out to him about coming to Washington? Well, you know, it doesn't sound like necessarily things are concrete. Sean Payton wants to get back into coaching now, it sounded like. Uh, Denver, for all that went wrong last season, you know, maybe he's convinced that he can fix Russell Wilson and everything that went on there. And if Russell Wilson gets back to being a star quarterback, I mean, he, he's pretty darn good. So, you know, I, I think it was just kind of a, a matter of timing. I don't know how much he wanted to play this along. And... You know, there's no guarantee, even though if an ownership group does reach out to Sean Payton to gauge his availability, there's no guarantee that the new owner comes in right away and fires Rivera to to hire Sean Payton. I mean, that would be pretty – I don't recall another instance of that actually ever happening. So. Hey, Matt, hey Matt we're going to throw yeah. you on hold real quick. I'm having trouble hearing oh. you. Maybe you can call back in right now. Caitlin, see if you can get uh, Matthew Paris back on the line. Uh, yeah, I was just having trouble hearing him. You know phones these days. You can never trust them. Maybe he's an Android guy, not an Apple user. Uh, okay, let me give you Matthew Paris's number so we can get this worked out. I'm not going to give away his number throughout the airwaves here. So Matthew Paris covers the commanders. Uh, Caitlin, why don't you just run in here and grab my phone real quick so uh, you can figure it out. All right, so we're talking about the commanders and the potential change in ownership after the comments by Sean Payton, and I, I told you guys, I, I watched the video a hundred times, and I was just trying to break it down from all angles, from the hand gestures he's using um, to just like the little things. At the end of it, talking about how much he loved Washington as a kid, and, and how when he started his coaching career, he was in Philly, and then he was in uh, New York, then he was with Dallas, and it just felt like eventually he would end up here in Washington. Now, he turned down that opportunity, to become the head coach of the Denver Broncos. And I think he turned down that opportunity because he believes Russell Wilson is the better quarterback. I think that's what it came down to. Let's try the Bulldog one more time. Matthew, are you there? Yo, how's it going? Oh, sounding much better. Much better. (laughs) Uh, So so, uh, what the audio from Sean Payton tells me is that behind the scenes, multiple potential buyers are already making calls, right? We were wondering what's the latest with the sales process. Well, I, I think you have multiple potential ownership groups trying to figure out how they want to run this team. And that, you know, we had always talked about the timeline of a new owner coming in here, and it wouldn't be in time to fire Ron Rivera and bring in a new staff. 
Well, with Sean Payton's comments, I don't think that timeline might be true anymore. You know what I mean, Matt? Yeah, I think it's still pretty rare, though. I mean, you know, Sean Payton has his guys, but it would be hard to cobble a coaching staff. Um, you know, I think for that to actually happen, Sean Payton would probably have to wait out waited out a year but you know he chose Denver and I think he wanted to get back into coaching now joined by Matthew Paris here on the BetQL guest hotline covering the commanders for the Washington Times here what do you know about Josh Harris who is a potential bidder for the Washington commanders and he actually toured the facilities yesterday he did yeah um you know, he's an owner of the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, New Jersey Devils. So, you know, he has experience owning sports teams. He's kind of taken different approaches at each uh, stop. You know, his Philadelphia experience in particular is pretty interesting because he's the one who hired the executive who implemented uh, the process in Philadelphia, which for those unaware, it, it was basically they, they tanked for a few years to get uh, the best draft positioning possible uh, to rebuild their team, and now they're a current contender. So some pretty innovative strategies over there of how they wanted to actually go about their, building their team. They took it to the extreme, and now they're set up well to do so. So, um, you know, I think he's a really intriguing name. He has ties to the D.C. area. He went to high school here. I think his mother's from here as well. Um, so, yeah, I think he's a name to watch. Do you think that around the league, after hearing Sean Payton, that, that people believe that Washington is just a change of ownership away from being a successful franchise again that would bring the fan base back to the stadium and they'd be able to attract free agents and things like that? Do you believe that you know, around the league now they kind of view Washington as, hey, if you get rid of this Dan Snyder problem, all of a sudden uh, this turns into roses again? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think there's a lot of work to do, obviously. But, you know, you heard Sean Payton yesterday say this used to be one of the crown jewel franchises. Jim Irsay said something similar when he first made his comments about Dan Snyder back in October, I believe. So, um, you know, I do think people recognize the potential of the market in terms of, you know, just market size or market like reach. It's still a top 10 uh, market and the nation. So, you know, I, I do think people have, um, you know, people view Washington high a, as a franchise or at least the potential of it. And don't forget, I mean, because they're based in the nation's capital, that opens up a whole new avenue to uh, Congress as well. And Snyder's kind of poisoned that relationship with, with Congress. So um, I think it opens that door again as well. What do you think of Ron Rivera's comments? I mean, he's been doing a ton of interviews there at the Super Bowl, uh, Radio Row, and and just really doing a whole bunch of talking about how positive the franchise is and how much he likes Sam Howell and how much he heard from the locker room that he's the guy. You know, am I stretching a little too far to say that Ron Rivera is trying to make everything look good for his next potential uh, head coaching opportunity? Oh, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. I mean, uh, I think Rivera, to all his credit, you know, as much as it goes on and as much as he's had to juggle, he's done a pretty good job of focusing in on the team and making it about them. And, you know, Rivera is a salesman in the sense that he always is going to project the positive and, and try and sell you on that. But I think that's just more so who Rivera is as a person rather than him looking for a new opportunity.
or to, to prepare himself for a new opportunity. Joined by Matthew Paris, the Bulldog, here on the BetQL Guest Hotline. So uh, I was looking at one of your most recent works for the Washington Times saying if you build it, the Super Bowl will probably come. Are you talking about a new stadium here in Washington that could be attractive enough to host a Super Bowl? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of the focus of the article. And uh, some interesting numbers in there. Of the last nine um, Stadiums too have been built. Eight have already hosted the Super Bowl, and it'll be nine of nine next year wow. when Vegas hosts the Super Bowl. So the NFL has clearly shown over the last decade or so, a little bit past that, that you know if you build it, you're you're normally rewarded a Super Bowl. Now that's not going to apply to every market. Like Buffalo's on track to build a new stadium, they're not probably going to get a Super Bowl right. It's open air in February, but. What was really interesting about Washington's proposal, it did have a dome. It could protect against um, those cold weather options. And I think Washington has the area to host uh, big events like this. You know, we've seen the MLB All-Star game here a few years ago, um, and they've been prepared to handle the influx of that. Uh, You know, it is a big market, and um, I think they can prepare for kind of the invasion of everyone that comes with the Super Bowl. Just it, it's a matter of what's the actual stadium like because you're not hosting a Super Bowl at FedEx Field. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that they could host a Super Bowl though if it was still in Landover? Uh, that's a good question. I I, I don't think you I mean, can. Trev- There's nothing in Landover, man, except for checkers and Popeyes. <laughs> there, it's not. But you know, they do have plans to renovate that area. Like by the time an actual stadium's Right, like let's say they have one in place by 2027. Um, my article also found that normally a Super Bowl is rewarded within two to five years of the stadium actually being opened. So let's say by 20, 2030, 2032, you know, you would hope the Blue Line Corridor, which is the area around FedEx Field, they have plans to in Landover, whether they build a new stadium or not, to, to really prop up that area and make it more appealing to, to have more things over there. Uh, you would hope that's kind of be ready to go by then. And then you kind of have um, that entertainment district that a lot of teams have been trying to, to prop up around new stadiums as well. Yeah, no, I get that. All right, Matt, appreciate you taking the time. Follow Matthew Paris on social media at Matthew underscore Paris, Washington Commanders, beat reporter for the Washington Times. Thanks so much, man, and enjoy the big game tomorrow. Yeah, thank you. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio, 106.7 The Fan. Welcome back. Good morning. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Time to get up and at them and start your Saturday. Here on a February 11th, we will preview Chiefs-Eagles coming up at 11 a.m. here, but we could have had Sean Payton in Washington. Could have had Sean Payton in Washington, a Super Bowl-winning head coach. All right, not a guy that went 15-1, and led his team to the Super Bowl, and lost with a great defense in Cam Newton. That's what Ron Rivera was. We could have had a Super Bowl-winning head coach here for the first time since Joe Gibbs. Are you disappointed that that's not going to happen? one 800 636-1067. I told you guys, I think Sean Payton took the Broncos' job because I think he looked at the both both the rosters and decided to go with Russell Wilson. Washington could have had Sean Payton, but I'll be honest with you, I'm not too disappointed it's not happening. I'm not too disappointed because I actually want the next coach of the Washington Commanders to be under 50 years old. This is a take I've had, and I'm sticking with it. All right? Because that is who I believe is having the most success in the league. Aside from Andy Reid. He's the one dinosaur still remaining, right? 
Even Bill Belichick hasn't had success in the last two years. The conference championships in the AFC and the NFC were coached by a 39-year-old, a 41-year-old, and a 43-year-old, right? And Andy Reid, of course, but three of the four were under the age of 45. I want the new head coach to be under 50. Kevin O'Connell turned the Vikings around. Young guy. Mike McDaniel had success with Miami. Got to give him credit. Sean McVay already won a Super Bowl. Look around the league right now. Look around the league. The coaches having the most success, for the most part, are all under the age of 50. And Sean Payton took the Denver job, and I think it's an old man who's going to work with an over-the-hill old quarterback. And I actually don't think they're going to be successful at all. All right? You could convince me that Sean Payton's a quarterback whisperer and he'll turn him around. And then Russell will stay in the pocket and turn into Drew Brees. Fine. Fine. But I don't want that coach to be here in Washington. Because we don't have that type of quarterback in Washington, right? I am okay with us missing out on Sean Payton. What do you think? 1-800-636-1067. Or you could tweet me your thoughts at AWOD Radio. That's A-W-A-D-D. 1-800-636-1067. Let's go to Stan. Stan the man in D.C. You're on the fan. Yeah, um, I want a new, young, innovative coach. Um, yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want Sean Payton. You know, I, I mean, we had some young, nice assistants in DC, and they let him go. Uh, I want Byron Leftwich and what have you. You know, uh, someone like that. You know, um, I don't want a, a recycled coach. Yeah, I'm with you, man. So you're not disappointed at all uh, that Sean Payton's moving to Denver, uh, but were you surprised that he openly came out and said that multiple people that are bidding on the commanders reached out to him? Well, you know what? That's a good sign. You know, it's a good sign. That means that, you know, the yeah. wheels are in motion, you know, to get new ownership in town and to get rid of Dan Snyder. And they need to just wipe the whole slate clean, uh, bring in a whole new coaching staff, and you know, let's let's just let's just do a rebuild and what have you. The NFL is very innovative now, and you got some coaches that are way ahead of the curve. Ron Ron is stuck in the '80s, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I, I want a coach that is innovative. You know, know what's going on, and uh, probably like Joe. No, I've never heard of Joe Gibbs. You know, when he got hired, <laughs> you know. So there's somebody out there, you know, who. Who knows what's going on and be able to play football in the uh, 21st century. Yeah, but you're like me, man. You didn't want Sean Payton, but you still agree it's a great sign that the sale process is going smoothly and potential owners are already reaching out. And it sounds like you wouldn't be upset at all if in the first week of the sale, Ron Rivera was gone. No, I wouldn't be. No, we need to clean house. You know, we need to clean house and what have you. He's not, he hasn't had a winning season. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, you know, people in this town are so used to bad football teams that when you get something that's mediocrity, they look at that as uh, something that's good. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I came up during the era of championships and what have you. And that's what I want again. So uh, you mentioned Byron Leftwich. Give me a pitch for him because I've actually been out on Byron Leftwich. I, I just never thought he was that great of an NFL quarterback. And I think you'd give more credit uh, to Tom Brady than Leftwich. But make your pitch for him. Well, you know what? He was in a no. He was in a no-win situation, and what have you. If 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 they were good, Brady would get the credit. If they were bad, he would get the uh, um, fault, and what yeah. have you. So he was in a no-win situation, as far as I was concerned. He made a big mistake. He could have had that Jacksonville job, but what happened was he didn't like the general manager. But he had the quarterback, 
And, you know, if if, if, he, if he's who I think he is, I think he would have been a good coach in Jacksonville. But I think he made a very bad mistake by staying – because it was a no-win situation. Yeah. Brady yeah. gets all the credit, but not the blame, you know. <laughs> and I think and, and uh, I think the, I think Byron got what it takes and what have you. I, all right, Stan, you're the man, man. I appreciate you chiming in. Thanks so much. Welcome to the AWOD Army. 1-800-636-1067. 1-800-636-1067. Jack tweets me, Shanahan won two Super Bowls before coming here. How did that work out? Peyton was not coming here for a lot of reasons, most importantly because the buyers were in no position to give him a guarantee now. No, I do agree with that, and I did forget about... Mike Shanahan, totally forgot about that. Good point there. Uh, It didn't work out for Mike here because Dan didn't let him run the show. And then for some reason, Mike Shanahan decided to stake his entire career on John Beck. I loved Shanahan. Loved the success that he had in Denver. And you look at his son, and I, and, you know, everyone knew he was going to have success in this league. And he's been great uh, with the Falcons and then the 49ers. But Mike Shanahan trusted John Beck, right? That's why it didn't work out here. That and the fact that Dan Snyder... Didn't let him fully make all the moves. 1-800-636-1067. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on DC Sports Radio 1067. The Fan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 